0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler. This is episode number 238, and today's topic is the future of WordPress Gutenberg. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Dave the face Margowski.
1: (laughs) I'm Dave Margowski. I am the project manager for PixelJar.
0: Nice. Good to have you here. How about you, Matt? I'm Matt Cromwell, head
2: of support at givewp.com. Sweet. Good to have you.
0: How about you, Sarah?
3: Hi. I'm Sarah Weefeld. I'm the project manager at Zeek
0: Interactive. Sweet. Weston, how about you?
4: Yeah. Weston Ritter. I'm CTO at XWP and WordPress contributor. Sweet. Good to have you. How about you, Steve?
5: I am Steve Zangan. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive and I run the OC WordPress Meetup.
0: Awesome. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and my site is wporg.com. So go check out all those things that are going on over there.
5: I like Dave's framing today. He's he's slightly off to the left. We're all centered, but he's off to the left. He, he's
0: he's working. You know, he's working the angles there.
3: The golden ratio <laughs> The rule Golden
0: of ratio exactly.
3: Orson Welles level composition.
0: Yeah, that's what he's going. <laughs> that's what he's going for. So I'd imagine that all of you did your homework and you've uh, installed Gutenberg and kind of played around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gutenberg is um, a new kind of idea of being able to write blog posts and being able to create them kind of in the style of like medium where you just have these blocks and you can kind of put a block in there and write some text in there and if you keep pushing like you know, return after each, or enter depending on if you're a Mac or Windows person, and be able to just kind of go through there and um, update each of those different blocks and you can be able to write some text out and be able to slide in new stuff and put in quotes and quote boxes and images and all that fun stuff. So if you ever use Medium, it's kind of in that style, right?
5: Yes. Yep.
4: (laughs) It's also resurrecting some of the key concepts that were being introduced in WordPress, WordPress 3.6 with post formats. I don't know if you remember the, oh, yeah. the UI for when you selected a different post format, whether it be audio or image, and the UI would change based on which post format you selected. That's that's going to be finally realized with Gutenberg, where if you select a post format, it'll use like image as the post format. Then you have an image block that you then manipulate. And so there's more structured data in your posts
0: interesting cool that's cool yeah I, I was playing around with it um both last night as well as this morning just kind of getting an idea of um you know what's involved in it and how it's going to up working the 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 current state of it is um obviously it's in a beta state they even give you an, an area where you can just kind of open up the demo and then play around with the demo text and images and all that stuff that's in there so you can kind of get a rough idea of how things are looking
5: to so a beta state or an alpha state?
0: Well, I'll, I'd I say more alpha funny. than beta. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm running um, I'm running a beta version of my my phone OS. And I was going to say you're can tell you in an alpha state today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you know the 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 idea of of kind of playing around with something that's totally new that's just a it, it may not be new to the the internet but new to WordPress itself kind of brings up a few questions about how that particular um, interface is going to work with. Um, Both our clients, you know, Steve's definitely gonna install this like version one for all of his clients, right Steve? (laughs) Oh, yeah,
5: absolutely. Right now. We just go for it. Uh, Why wait for version one? Right?
2: Make it happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But there's also some um, interesting things when it comes to uh, using this with things that kind of already do this in a way where like Beaver Builder, you know, you can take elements within Beaver Builder in a post if you turned it on on posts and kind of drag out pieces and put stuff in there um, it seems like with Gutenberg, it's more along the lines of, you don't have to go and drag pieces in. You just start typing, and if you want to modify the existing block that you put out there, you can just pick a different block and start adding additional features to it.
4: And but it's really like, go ahead. Right, go ahead, go ahead, Weston. I was going to say that the Gutenberg guys have been working with the Gutenberg team as well, and starting to collaborate on taking the best ideas from all the different page builders, and finally bringing them together into core so that we can avoid reinventing the wheel with every theme and page builder plugin that's out there.
0: Could you talk a little bit more about that? Like what you were saying that the Gutenberg people versus the people that are on the WordPress team. So is this two different projects kind of being merged together into, into WordPress or
4: well, I mean, it's a feature plugin right now, so a lot of the Gutenberg contributors may not have necessarily been contrib- contributing to core previously but so all the gutenberg work is being done in the context of the feature plugin.
2: Ah, uh, I see. And uh, is are folks actually reaching out to other page builder authors like uh, uh, or are page builder authors actually contributing to gutenberg in any way?
4: Yeah, yeah Beaver Builder is contributing. I've also been communicating with the uh, Taylor uh, yeah. page builder and yeah, I want to make sure that we need to make sure that all the different page builder plugins are up to speed on the direction and that we can make sure that we incorporate what they have learned in their development and hopefully ease the transition for them so that instead of having to make a lot new, a lot more work for them, we can instead reduce the amount of work they have to do by Mm -hmm. allowing them to leverage what's in core instead of having their own code bases to maintain.
5: But what's Actually, I... If I have what's gonna happen if I have built a site on, on Beaver Builder and then Gutenberg gets installed right now I've got a page builder within a page builder
4: There's so, a like... issue open for integration with Beaver Builder right now and but they're definitely exploring data portability between Gutenberg and and Beaver Builder It's
2: wow. like which one's gonna what it seems like just like Cognitively somehow either Gutenberg has to be like a module of Beaver Builder or Beaver Builder has to be a module of Gutenberg Like which way are we going to spin this Um, and if that feels overly complicated too And then you have to ask well why 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 do both at that point as well? Um, but
3: Um, When I took a spin through Gutenberg, and I mean I've been reading some other you know thoughts on it including Chris Lamas what she posted today. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where like, I, I, Gutenberg the way I saw it answers a lot of questions that I get from clients all the time. Like being able to separate headlines and body text because sometimes I'll get a phone call and it's somebody like, um, I was just trying to make this a headline, why is my entire paragraph all of a sudden a headline? Um, and so I, I think it, it It takes what were tiny MCE controls and turns them into a more intuitive visual, um, you know, breakdown, so that you don't have to go in and fix HTML if you accidentally bold an entire paragraph when you just wanted one word. Um, Mm -hmm. But is is it supposed to be a page builder?
4: It's a. Yeah. It's so version one is is a linear, essentially linear list of blocks. Uh Version two will introduce the ability to do columns and rows and to do layout within the context of the page or post content. Then version three, we're looking at then introducing those same layout concepts at the whole theme level, so header and sidebar and footer. But Gutenberg is very much focused on the abstracted live preview structured content um view into your content and whereas page builders are more focused on the front end and what it actually looks like in the end so i think that's where page builders are going to really shine is giving you control over the fine grain styling of the blocks whereas gutenberg is very much focused on the, the, the semantics and the content i think the page so- builders are really going to focus on The visual aspects
5: let's break down what you just said because you just lost our entire audience (laughs) (laughs)
1: you lost me
4: too
5: yes let's talk about the abstracted layer that you referred to uh uh,
4: for a moment right what does what does that mean yeah so essentially like what your theme may have like a black background with white text whereas gutenberg is going to have a white background and black text so it's going to be the like without styles applied very structured very much semantically, this is a heading, this is an image, this is a video. But on the front end, the, the page template may say, oh, I this page template requires a video block, a image block, a heading block. And whereas the, the Gutenberg editor may have these in a linear list, the page template so- may arrange them in a way that is specific to that template.
5: All right, so for the for the rest of our audience, it's still a little lost, right? So uh, I am gonna try to am I'm gonna try to say this uh, a little bit differently. Gutenberg will adopt the style of whatever is in your theme, right? So let's start there. Is that correct? Yeah, the so front
4: end. Think, yeah. Right. Front so if I make yourself. a layout
5: if I make a layout in Gutenberg, it will adopt that style. However, will a theme need to be Gutenberg compatible to use all the blocks that are in Gutenberg? Sarah's raising her hand for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> did it.
4: I,
3: I, I think just point of order Gutenberg, the editor, is not going to take your theme.
4: Okay. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. It's not going to what?
3: Take, like, take the elements of your theme. The
5: editor's not. But, but once, you, once you edit and build your content and you view it on the front end, it will adopt the style of your theme,
4: is what oh. I guess.
2: Yeah. On the front end, yeah.
4: Yeah. There are some, yeah. some features of Gutenberg that will require theme support. For example, okay. there's the image block that has as right now, the concept of full width and full bleed, like wider than normal images. And we're, we're, there's a discussion right now about those being opt-in via theme support. So there, oh. it's definitely theme support, theme compatibility is definitely a concern and is being Focused on so, as well. yeah, so, and it's so I asked this wondering. because
5: beaver builder requires you to really use the beaver builder theme to get all of the features Right if you're not using the beaver builder theme You can still have some beaver builder layout, but you're sort of within the content, the content block of a theme Right if you're just using any old theme, yeah. and I and I think that that's true of other uh, uh, Editors like divi or visual composer I don't use mm. the two of those, but I think you you need theme compatibility to use those those mm. those visual editors Is that correct? That, that
2: was a question. Yeah, it, the it, group. It, it depends case by case. I mean, the Divi theme, for example, it definitely is was made to uh, flaunt all the best features of the Divi builder. Uh, actually, I mean, I don't want to go back too far, but it, it kind of they were one thing at one point, and it's different now. But like that is the intention: is that the Divi theme flaunts the Divi builder um, all and all of its abilities and options and whatnot. So that's a big deal, but. Generally speaking, um, like like what you said, if you're not using the theme that's made with that builder, actually the best way to explain it for in my mind is Taylor is a really great builder that Weston mentioned a little bit ago, and its whole intention from the beginning was really just to to allow you to do some layouts within the con- within the content area only. It doesn't care about anything outside of the content area at all. Um, and Beaver Builder and Divi. They all try to basically give you a lot more control over the whole entire page in general. So and, that's,
5: and what you just described about Taylor is the impression I got from Gutenberg. Now, I didn't do a yeah. deep, deep dive. But at least in the version that's out now, you're dealing with the content area. Right? Sure. You're not dealing yeah. with anything outside of that.
2: that. In my mind, because I have played with Taylor a bit and have chatted with the author a few times, uh, Gutenberg looks like a Taylor killer at this point. Like, it, there would not be a purpose A reason to use Taylor once Gutenberg is in core, basically. Taylor Uh, Swift. Maybe I mean, ideally. I am just kidding.
3: (laughs) That's the the mobile version that's coming out, right? It it
1: makes me curious. What is the goal for the new for Gutenberg? Like, what what is? Why is it something that should come into core? Good,
0: excellent. Uh, I I, think, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like when we were. When I, I we were when
0: well, I'll, I'll I'll kind of add to that. So, like when we were when we were discussing talking about this particular um, subject uh, d- during our um, probably last couple days, we were trying to figure out like what's you know what other editors were out there, and there used to be a lot of um, uh, Tiny MCE replacements mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. were out there. That um, you know there was like an ultimate one, and essentially they turned the Kitchen Seek into like the entire kitchen, you know. <laughs> So I can see where like those types of things, um, you know, made it so it was it was easier to put like columns in or something like that. But now you're getting to the point where it's like it's not just columns; it's all this other stuff too. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what its goal is, other than to to be able to have blocks of text that you can now move around and do other things with. Um, but it it sounds like it's more of a structured layout than than just being a bunch of text that you're putting in there. with styles.
2: The other builder that it kind of reminds me of that doesn't actually really exist all that much anymore—it's now called Lasso, but before it was Asop Story Engine. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very much front-end oriented, but the idea from everything I saw from it was really that it was um, about creating a long-form story uh, that has lots of great uh, media elements built throughout mm-hmm. it, and I think. From my perspective, um, and I'm not Weston. I'm not a core contributor or contributing to the Gutenberg directly yet. But Slacker. from my perspective, I know. I'm. I, you know. I, <laughs> what better things do I have to do right now? Um, but I. I think um, that it's addressing the fact that people write content um, with complex uh, elements today like th- that's the norm now the norm isn't I'm just going to write a whole bunch of paragraphs and hit publish uh, which tiny MCE was fine for doing that but if I'm gonna you know have some really beautiful block quotes uh, or a pull quote or I'm gonna have a gallery stuck in the middle uh, tiny MCE out of the box really sucks in that in that regard um, particularly when you throw a bunch of crazy themes at it or other plugins or short codes that try to mess it up everywhere mm-hmm. so in my mind Similar to what Sarah was saying earlier about the, her her client um, questions and whatnot, Gutenberg is trying to attack the being able to do a post that has a little, an element of complexity and 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 beautifulness to it.
4: Yeah, and also to Sarah's point about it's so easy to to. Totally mess up your content in Tiny MCE if you accidentally select too much text and you you know drag it in the wrong place. You can totally screw up your. Use content. a soft
5: return instead of a hard return.
4: Yeah, and so yeah. Gutenberg gives much more structure to the content, and it prevents you from being able to do that. And it it gives a lot more by being more structured. It then also allows for extension developers to do a lot more things that they couldn't do previously. Mm-hmm.
2: Weston, my big question though is is when you were mentioning earlier about the the way that Gutenberg is going, why isn't Gutenberg considering uh, being more directly a front-end editor? Um, Wouldn't that be the goal at the end of the day? Or shouldn't that be the goal?
4: I think there's two use cases. Um, A lot of people don't want to write, they want to have, there's the distraction-free writing people, and then there's the front-end editing people. And I think for layout and for design, you want the front-end. But if you're just day-to-day writing blog posts, users would tend toward the distraction-free writing mode where you're just focused on the content and you don't care about the style, and And, yeah. And you've also,
5: I think, Matt, you've also got a technical issue when you're you're developing a front-end uh, editor because you've got a serious theme compatibility uh, uh, Issues you know when I mean, doing something like that
2: sure but at the end of the day. It's still um, Especially the way that's being built out it, it Gutenberg still represents just the one function called the content It's still mm-hmm. the content um, and every theme has to be compatible with that in one way or another um, so, Yeah,
4: and and front editing is something that I am keenly interested in in regards to customizer and the transition from Gutenberg editor focus to customization focus because with blocks being a thing, there is a way to to um, model the data in a way that it can then be edited on the front end and a lot of the foundation that's been built in the customizer with doing things like selective refresh and. And a lot of the pieces that we've been building in the customizer will then be able to directly take advantage of these blocks as being these self-contained, editable pieces that we can just drop in into the customizer preview or even onto the front end itself. Mm-hmm. So definitely, front end editing is going to be facilitated by Gutenberg, though it's not directly the problem that Gutenberg is focused on at the at the beginning.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, is there uh, is there any talk or is this is this um uh, an effort to uh competing with some of the other uh products that are out there uh that are wordpress competitors like wix or squarespace i, I can, i'm not familiar with those editors but uh you know i do hear some comparisons there and i'm wondering if that talk
4: happens uh on the gutenberg team i think i think actually matt addressed that in his q a at uh WordCamp europe with gutenberg being an attempt to uh, i drive. wasn't at
2: WordCamp europe i wasn't there <laughs>
4: <laughs> but but I bet oh, he, it oh, was that, in the Matt, video.
2: That, that Matt. Oh, no. oh sorry,
4: Matt yeah. <laughs> Malanik. Sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, People that get us confused a lot. Yeah. And yeah, so the that was one of his points in the that Q and A that he had with Om Malik was it, Gutenberg it, it, is in his tattoo. Leapfrog the other other editor. It was a uh,
5: it was an an intentional softball question for you, Weston.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's out of the park.
5: Yeah. Well, I guess that's it
2: then. A twenty-minute awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got more questions. I got lots of thoughts. Um, so you were uh, Weston, as you were laying out the version two, version three, ver. Which ver? I mean, if I, uh, Matt Mullenweg mentioned that um, most likely, or or they're aiming for inclusion in Core and version, uh, in WordPress version 5.0, um, <coughs> at which point, bless you, at which point would um, the, um, what version of Gutenberg would that be? Would that be version 1 that goes into Core? And then also, like if there's a lot of technical uh, or feature additions that you guys are considering right now, wouldn't those get major? revisions or changes or or one as soon as it's in core because then you have the core team who is really going to be very um, invested I would say in um, how things get built out so
4: wordpress 5.0 would have gutenberg v1 so that's that would be the linear maybe maybe layout some degree layout as well but yeah the what it looks like after the initial merge and how Future development is done, whether it's done in the context of the plugin or or WordPress core itself and patches. That has to be that has yet to be discussed. Hmm.
1: What was exciting to me when I first saw it was I come from a print background, so it looked like you know like an InDesign space or a or a Quark Express space
0: because
1: hmm. I'm really old. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, and so the idea of having that kind of control was exciting. Now I realize at a certain point, you're gonna kind of be moving past, past the simplification that is the goal. But have you guys talked about some other controls as far as things like line spacing? And uh, uh, I mean, once you're in that kind of a, a user experience, it seems like there's a lot of fine controls that can be added.
0: It's so like a full CSS editor built into it. Of here's some uh, height and widths, and here's you know. No, yeah.
1: I
5: think I think what Dave's saying is he wants Quark Express integrated into. Could you just make me that?
2: That's totally <laughs> totally possible and not bloated whatsoever.
4: I think that the direction that Core would go in is according to the design principles of WordPress: decisions over options, and to leave the the theme developer. To give the theme developer the, the des- to make the decision that this block should have this line spacing, uh, for example, but to have in place extensibility hooks where page builders, for example, uh, page builders could then augment blocks with all the different styling properties and and um, different controls that that a power user may want, and in- basically to become a theme developer. Via page builder plugins. Hmm.
5: These, uh, is Gutenberg open where I can add uh, my own blocks uh, as a developer?
4: Yeah, you can add blocks as a plugin. Cool. So, so okay, of having well, to do... let's, add,
5: let's add a Quark Express block.
2: There we go.
4: <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> so, <them now. laughs>
3: so, instead of having to drop, instead of having to teach someone how to use short codes, now I can just say, hey, we're building you a block, and you can just use that.
4: Exactly. And when you register a block, they will be then listed in the inserter so that you don't have to, um, you know, refer somewhere to find out what the code is that you embed into your post. Cool. That seems legit. yeah, I mean, we have a
0: lot of short code bloat as it is right now in WordPress, where you have short codes you don't even know you have avail- that are available to you yet. You know, there's no real good way of being able to do it. And you know, even back with Tiny MC- MCE, you'd have you'd have uh, developers who would come up with ways of adding additional buttons to the site, that are the, or the editor that you can then add. So I, I don't know if we're going to see a huge influx of new stuff showing up to to do this or if it's going to be something where it's easy enough to do it cuz to try to do it in tiny mce you know is a is a bit hacky at least the way okay. that I've I've seen it addressed
5: mm-hmm. just to to talk about bloat for a second you know one of the things I did look at when I was reviewing Gutenberg is I I flipped back and forth between the visual and the text and the code is really clean compared to something like visual composer right i mean the code it's just it's just a couple of extra tags that it's adding you look at a, you do that same thing I did in Visual Composer, and you've got a thousand lines of code just to yep. write one paragraph.
2: How many nested things. Yeah. What's up with that?
4: Uh, absolutely. Wee. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what's up? What's up? <laughs> I said, what's up?
4: Uh, going back to the complexity, um, like, there's a lot of objects that or embeds that WordPress supports right now via oembed, but you have to, you don't really know what WordPress supports um, without just like pasting a URL and hoping that, oh, is this, this Facebook video gonna magically turn into a video when I paste this URL? As a user, you would have no idea to even do that to begin with. So that's part of what Gutenberg does is it exposes all of those secret embeds that WordPress does support as embed blocks. And so the list of blocks is very large right now. And that's, yeah, that's not one of the... There are a ton of, the, not a a ton of embeds. Not one fan. of the usability um, concerns right now is, is working out a better UI for that inserter. So that just like with emoji, like there's how many mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of emoji or Unicode characters, but there is a well-defined UI for getting the most recent ones you've used or the ones you're probably going to use. And so working out a better UX for selecting the blocks that you'd probably be using is going to be a key part of this. Just but it's good, to know that
2: I, it's good to know that I can
4: embed my college humor videos.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was some embed things like Isu. I have no idea what Isu is, but now I'm going to use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm hope I don't know I I I really like that you can just paste the the URL of an embed and it just shows up Um, but like you said users don't know what they can and can't embed and whatnot, but I I I wrote an article about Gutenberg the other day and I was like I I hope that I don't I don't see the purpose in bloating that whole thing up with 25 different types of embed when Most users 99% of users aren't going to use 99% of those icons Um, Mm -hmm. so but I'm hoping that there's just one button that says Embed. And then that UI that's inserted there can then show them their options um, there rather than, because that insert area, like you said, is so tiny. Um,
4: it's hard I think to, there uh, is still a generic embed. And you will still be able to just paste a URL. And it mm-hmm. will hydrate into a, an embed block as well.
5: Yeah. Hey, Matt, according to Google, uh, millions of readers find and share the magazines, catalogs, and, publica- and publications they love on isu.
0: I'm sure they do.
3: Oh, that's the magazine thing.
0: (laughs) I S S U U. That's fancy.
3: (laughs) It it takes a magazine PDF and it makes it do the thing.
0: Ah, Do the the
5: what? Do the the, the thing. Speaking of uh, the
4: number of blocks, another thing that we're working right now is porting all widgets to be then available as blocks as well so that you can use your latest Latest posts or your calendar or whatever, widgets you have registered in context of your post content Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Very cool.
3: That sounds like
2: something that would be awesome. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm wondering if like in order to search through the insert area, if like, if, if maybe they'd go the slack route and start doing slash commands, like if you did slash slash widget and then you could see what's available.
4: That is actually one of the prototypes and it is planned to be implemented where when you insert a new paragraph you'd hit enter twice and you hit slash instead of having to go up and click on inserter it could then pop open the inserter right there where your cursor is yeah start typing cool autocomplete
5: can i go slash giphy
2: (laughs) (laughs) please (laughs) giphy block (laughs) nice that's cool It, it, it seems so great it seems i i personally i've heard you know there's been some folks who um, who feel like it's uh, you know why should we focus on the editor? We should be looking at the front end and you know attack, tackling building out pages and whatnot. But um, I really think overall uh, having a more robust uh, way to to do really good content is is a, is is really necessary and important for WordPress going forward. So I'm I'm super excited about
4: it. Yeah, with the foundation in place that's being built right now, it will greatly facilitate building front end experiences. Awesome. Well, good that's, work, man.
0: Yeah, that, no, that's yeah. great. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it and I'm really looking forward to seeing what um, comes out of it. So thank you all for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Make sure you go over to our website at WPWireCore.com and click on the links there to subscribe. You can also find out about everybody that's on the show here. If you go look at um, down below the, uh, the in the description box, you can see uh, pictures of all of us. You can go and click on the links there and find our websites and all the things that we do over there. So go take a look at those. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the little subscribe button or thumbs up because we would love for folks to know about this. And if you're listening to us on audio, I I appreciate a comment. Thank you very much. Talk to you all later and goodbye.